at Pew Talk Podcast, we know that faith starts in the home. We also know that it can be difficult to take what we hear on Sunday and live it out in our homes the rest of the week. That's because information alone doesn't lead to growth and change. But information that's reflected on and put into practice is much more likely to lead to growth and change. Join us as we hear God's word, reflect on it, and give practical starting points to help you live out your faith in your family and in your community. Whoa. <laughs> this is the man talk, beauty talk. Yeah, talk you talk, man talk. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. Yep. I feel like we should say something along the lines of hi. Hi. Oh, oh. oh just three of us today. I need the camera. Yeah, move over. There we go. All right. Man, we're all kind of scented. Yeah. This is kind of crazy. Hi, friends. Hi. How are you? <laughs> that's, that's a big picture of me. I feel weird. But I'm really close. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like it's like, you know, big, medium, large, small. <laughs> Anyways. Hi. By the way, this is the man cast. Yep. Pod, Pew Talk pod yep. podcast. What did you buy? 6, 10 a.m. No, we don't have a radio station. <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm a radio announcer right now. Well, there you go. Got the nice deep voice today with. Because yeah, I can. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, I was listening to Mike Rose podcast and he was talking about how he went on tour down in Australia and of course he's talking about all the Australian radio stations just being these small little radio stations all over the whole country and you can, of course you just have to go to all of them and all of them have of course the Australian accent yeah and they're all like so Mike what was your dirtiest job and he's like after about fifteen times I'm <laughs> like I'm sick of this sick of this question yeah I don't need to listen <laughs> so Mike <laughs> what was your dirtiest job <laughs> it's like oh that's original question well, yeah <laughs> so anyways so guys how's god messing with you today that's like a bostonian Australian that was accent. that was a, that was something <laughs> i i feel like lacy would have been proud of that um yeah so lacy and stacy are um but not casey but not casey lace just lacy and stacy they're doing different vocations tonight they're being moms um taking care of kiddos so yeah uh, yeah so we miss you all uh it's gonna be a different podcast but without their voices yeah and their thoughts It'll be very manly. We appreciate them um so if you just want to tune off now because no stacy or lacy feel free or uh, you can join we in. get it or join in uh yeah no <laughs> yeah if you join in but with the comment section then, yeah uh, we comment can, we can talk about more stuff yeah yeah because we need we sometimes need extra guidance in terms of what um where we should go so feel free to, to comment uh happy easter y'all happy easter happy easter christ is risen he is risen indeed hallelujah yeah i, I played the fifth that's okay. <laughs> We'll talk about that next week. What, pleading the fifth? No. <laughs> We're going to go into United States law, particularly the Bill of Rights. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds, sound, that sounds yeah. sound. No, we get to next week, we get to talk about doubting Thomas. Um, I'm not doubting. I know. I just hate saying it over and over and over again. Oh, well, too bad. <laughs> I love it. That's good for you. <laughs> love it, love it. So, so Mike, what was your dirtiest job? <laughs> hey, it's been a while since we get to say hallelujah, and now we say hallelujah, so I'm going to say it a lot because I can. Okay, so I was, I was driving past the uh, Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and it says hallelujah versus hallelujah. Can you please explain to us simpletons why there's an H and sometimes there's not? Uh, because it depends on if you're translating it from the Greek or from the Hebrew. Um, if you're translating it from, I believe, the the Greek has the H, the Hallelujah, and the Hebrew just has the A. I think that's right. Not sure about that. Hundred percent. So, in other words, you can spell it either way. Yeah, it's the same word. Just that one has. A yeah. See, don't you think the Hebrew would have the Hallelujah? 
<laughs> you'd be like a ch in front of it or something um well maybe people listening to this are going paul you're so dumb yes yes I am. Yes, yes i am this is the reason why i'm here <laughs> Yeah. To be dumb. Yeah, oh. I mean, it's possible. I don't remember what the, um, I don't remember which is which. Yeah, neither do I. Okay. I never knew that. Did you know that? I didn't, in fact. Yeah. Woohoo! All new right. stuff. We learned something new. We'll see you next week. All right. And successful podcast. So tell me, Holy Week, you guys are mm-hmm. exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I just finished tax season. Tax season. So, so we finished we got, our tax seasons. We are taxing Three season. guys who just finished really long seasons um, getting together to talk on a podcast i i'm i bet we're gonna be super focused and super exciting to listen to you, well i bet, I bet it's gonna because we have a good conversation tonight yeah we're we do. about the uh bones dry ones yep dry bones uh-huh um yeah it's yeah i love gosh it was i love holy week um i know there are lots of people who get like it's it's a long week i know there are lots of pastors i thankfully i've got someone that i work with that the vicar the vicar uh preaches also so i don't have to do everything um i will say i i didn't quite Coming into Trinity, I had never been a part of a uh, Saturday night, a Holy Saturday Easter vigil type service. And, and so I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, the first few years, I wasn't a part of it at all. Um, Pastor Hoyer did that. Uh, last year, I I did the Easter vigil and I did some just some studying on kind of what the tradition of that service is, what the focus is. And I just was blown away because it, it it's uh, traditionally that's the service when all of the baptisms were done uh, because Paul talks about how um, when we are baptized, you do not know that when you're baptized, you're baptized into Christ's death. Um, and that if um, if we die with him, then isn't it obvious that we will also rise with him to new life? Um, and so so when like that Saturday night is the night when Jesus is in the grave. Um, he is in. And so lots of baptisms have traditionally been done on that on that Saturday night um, to remind people of that dying with him. Um, and so so it was really, really cool then to, um, I actually had a baptism this Saturday. Um, and it was a little four-year-old girl who just, uh, it was the, the greatest baptism I have ever been a part of. Um, she was once, you know, we, I talk about baptism and when I talk about baptism, there's always the slide with their name on it and sponsors. And she saw her name and she already started getting super excited. Mom, that's, that's my name. That's my name. Um, and then it was time to go up for baptism. Well, when we met for baptism, cause she's, you know, she's old she gets that Jesus loves her and things like that. So we had those conversations. Well, all those conversations happened in my office. Um, and so she spent most of that time in my office. So when I told her it was time for baptism, she got up and started to walk out of the church because <laughs> she was headed back to my office. We had to catch her and bring her back. Uh, and then we took pictures and then it was time for baptism. But always before we baptize, before I baptize, I make the sign of the cross on their forehead and above their heart um, to mark them as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Well, before before I could do that, she already had her head over the baptismal font. And so I had to, I nope, let's do this first. And so she's okay. So I, I did that. And then I was like, all right, are you ready? It's time for baptism. And she got really excited. Now she's four. We've got a pretty a kind of taller baptismal font. Um, so we had a little stool there for her. Um, and so she jumped on the stool uh, and she jumped up onto the baptismal font and just dunked her head in the water. Um, like <laughs> I'm, I think she needed a snorkel because she just held it there. Um, and so the whole time, like I, I got to baptize her, but I really didn't need to pour any water on her cause she was already, uh, it was, it was an immersion baptism in a tiny baptismal font. Um, and then she got done and she's like, Oh, that was 
fun and she like it was just she had so much fun um yeah I, it was awesome absolutely awesome it was good yeah oh, so I think uh, i'll have to go back on facebook and watch it yeah you can go back to facebook you can watch it um uh yeah it's great so the saturday night the holy saturday service at probably about 20 minutes in um because we did a lot of other liturgy before that but yeah huh. were you there i was not he was prepping for yeah easter breakfast yeah it was oh yeah how did the egg bake i was gonna call it the bake it went phenomenally well i i've had been dc here for a little under a year i've been doing part-time youth ministry two years before that but all of that i had never seen how trinity does a a easter breakfast so it was it was a little bit of an exercise in faith and trust and leaning on those who had done it for me and uh they were incredibly helpful so our volunteers thank you so much to them thank you to the people who donated egg bakes or food or or even resources for us and the youth were were phenomenal like i I never had to ask one of them to get back on task the whole morning if there was something that needed to get done they jumped on it without getting told it was it was about as good a fundraiser as i could have asked for the only thing i could have asked for was more money but that's always how fundraiser works (laughs) (laughs) but even then we we exceeded what i thought we would have raised as well so it was you know it was a good morning all in all no kidding yeah it was just it was a little earlier than than usual you had three different bakes that you could make yep there were three different recipes someone could choose from to to select and then we had a variety of of different combos of tastes and food but all with the basis of egg no yeah you're kidding (laughs) we even had a gluten-free option did you have a option for no egg whites i don't believe so i don't want it okay for no egg whites or egg white only i don't know (laughs) my my first thought is well fine well we don't want you (laughs) eat a donut instead yeah eat a donut anyways but it it was it was a great morning and yeah and it it was it was good fellowship and it was since our youth groups our our junior high youth group is relatively new our high school youth group essentially had to restart from everything that that happened during the shutdowns of covid so we have some new members who hadn't seen these youth in action or hadn't seen our our youth group or gotten to meet some of them and so them getting to connect with the youth was really cool to see too so did you start this before the eight o'clock start like seven o'clock we we opened it at seven we didn't have as many people come to that the big rush was after the the eight o'clock service yeah you're in between yep our our fellowship hall was full of people enjoying egg bake well at least it looked like they were enjoying the egg bake they were eating it well yeah yeah Yeah. i know i know leah helped out she was she was awesome yeah good i'm glad to hear that because you know expect nothing less (laughs) yeah and then paul got to play some music i did i got to play music actually we uh we did a lot of singers yeah did something different this time i threw people up front yeah spread them out i did yeah that was uh that was fun yeah, yeah. At, at our eight o'clock service we had a trumpeter um a choir, join us and a choir and a choir and it just was like it just was a party all weekend it was a lot of fun yeah I, I had a lot of fun i i love easter um i think we missed out on a lot these last two easters um even though we we got to do things differently and those were beneficial for the future and certain things but it just was fun to not worry about some of those things yeah and just get together have I mean, fun it was nice to look out and see there were a ton of people there yeah and all sit next together singing yeah and doing whatever they do and yeah it was like wow there's no masks or anything yeah well and just so one of the things that we do at trinity um is we flower the cross um we got a big cross that's got chicken wire all over it that you bring your flower up and um you know put it in and it, it basically it turns from this ugly death torture device into something that looks beautiful and is is life-giving um it's we had like four songs four different songs where people were bringing it, uh flowers up there was yeah, and, there was one song that I, I extended the instrumental part yeah I was like I turned around and everybody was like, everybody was like yeah oh, what do we do <laughs> yeah and then and, and it just was like um, there were lots of people coming forward a lot of times yeah like good. through multiple times it just was really fun to just see people
people and yeah oh and the kids running up there with their little flowers throwing it in there yeah and it is it is a nice it's one of those things you walk in and you see this cross this kind of fair bone should I yeah. say yeah ugly I, I, it is and then they throw all these things and you're like oh look I want to take a picture in front of this afterwards yeah. yep well my wife wants to take a picture of yeah this there you go <laughs> I will take a picture with it afterwards I know I was sitting talking with people after the service out in the fellowship hall and I go oh my kids are taking pictures I should probably go in with them <laughs> my favorite one of my favorite memories uh, at the end of the service was Sam but uh, pastor one of pastor Gerber's daughters was grabbing all the spare flowers and she was at the bottom because no one had really flowered the bottom part she's like it's not enough <laughs> yeah not enough fill it in baby let's go never enough nope. but during so. that uh, <clears throat> during that service yeah you know, during your message you brought up a reading yep which is was the one that it was the part that got my attention yeah because you know I've I've I don't okay let me put it this way I've heard songs mm-hmm. about it yeah but I don't think I've ever read it okay and so when you read it I was like huh oh. that's interesting and there so I really started digging dive uh, and, and, and little did you know uh, because tax season ended I actually had time to like read it think about it a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so it was kind of fun yeah I mean I, do, you want, do we want to read it I, I, I have it uh, it's Isaiah 37 1 through 10 is that right um, Ezekiel oh. Ezekiel that's what I said yep yes. you can rewrite the tape I'm sure yeah. I said it <laughs> um, Ezekiel 37 1 to 10 yep yeah. want to do that sure hold on a second share it. and I'm in the ESV now oh you are uh, yeah, yeah that's that's All what right. I was pulling up hold that's on. fine hold on I can this. Ooh. <laughs> e there it is all right. All right. Hold on. Oh, oh. okay. Too far. All right. So the Valley of Dry Bones. Uh, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. And it was full of bones. And he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, Lord God, you know. And then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live and I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. And so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a sound and behold a rattling and the bones came together bone to its bone and I looked and behold there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them but there was no breath in them and then he said to me prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man and say to the breath thus says the Lord come from the four winds O breath and breathe on these slain that they may live. And I and so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. There it is. Yay. Dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones. Yeah. Oh, now, that's better. Now we're further away. Ah, uh, next to each other anyway. Yeah, that was a little dark. There you go. But yeah, that's so that's the, the story of Ezekiel, um, the prophet Ezekiel and the valley of the dry bones. Uh, so what, what stuck out to you with that, Paul? Oh, should I say what I wrote? Before? Yeah. Uh, well, the um, okay, well, I'll just read it. My thoughts. And the question I have is that when it says, because it, it didn't just say it was bones, it says dry bones. So I dry said, bones. is there anything more dead than dry bones? Um, I mean, I'm just saying. Fossilized could, bones, maybe? <laughs> isn't that what dry bones are? What are dry bones? I, I think they're just bones that are like. Are dry? When, when, you, when, <laughs> you think of, when you think of the desert and you think of like the, the rib cage of whatever animals just sitting there baking in the sun, yeah. that's what I think of when I think of dry bones. So fossilized, fossilized has been turned to stone at that point. Yeah, and they're like deep underground and yeah. So my, my question is, is uh, uh, I, I kind of imagine these dry bones talking back to God saying, hey, do you hear our complaints? Do you see us? We're dry, we're dead, we're cut off life and hope. And God's saying, I see you. Your problem is that you know you, but you don't know me. And that's what I thought. So did you get that? I, yeah, I did get that. Yeah. <laughs> 
So a question I have is, because I mean, I'm assuming this is since this is Ezekiel that the dry bones are supposed to be uh, uh, meant for Israel at the time. Yeah, yeah, but God's people. Yeah, God's people, but Israel at the time yeah. because it's really Ezekiel. That's still yep. And just saying, hey, you really know yourselves really well, but you don't know me, and you're nothing more than dry bones at this point. Yeah, they 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 really there's no life in them. No life. Okay. Yeah. Far far from hope. Because of course we you, you put it in the context with Easter, so I kept on thinking life and hope. Yeah. And dry bones together. So these words just stick to me when, on this time of year because of the fact that... Buzz. Buzz. So I'm going to start talking and you guys go. I, basically, I was talking about you think that this this metaphor, metaphor, story... Prophet. Uh, pro- prophecy. Prophecy <laughs> is also a good prophecy metaphor for the modern church today. Are we... Do we know ourselves really well, but we don't know God? I think there's definitely parts of us, yes, parts of the church that um, are... And I, I want to use... I got to say how I use that word church. Yeah. Um, I think we need to define that a little bit. Yeah, because big C church, like there's there's the visible church and the, then there's the invisible church. And I think this is a good distinction here uh, because the invisible church, um, that is what we would say are all those who have faith in Jesus. Okay. Um, Whether they've gathered in a building or not. Right. The visible church are those who, um, I'll just, to put, to not have a better, to basically claim membership or claim, claim to be Christian, claim Christianity. Um, there's a Venn diagram of those two. Um, they don't fully overlap, okay. if that makes sense. Um, there are some in the invisible church who are not part of a visible church. Um, there are some in the visible church who are not part of the invisible church. So to put that another way, yes, there, are those, <laughs> there are those who have never stepped foot inside a church or we call themselves a member of insert church name here, but are very much saved and are Christian. Likewise, there are those who attend churches, do church things, but don't have belief, so they aren't, in fact, part, they aren't, in fact, part of a church, even though they attend and participate in church. So, so we use the word a church versus the church. Yeah. Big C. Big C. Yeah. Um, and so this, this would be like for those um, who are part of a church but really don't have faith um really don't live that faith and that's what what's most important to me in this in this conversation about the ezekiel and the dry bones is god gives them sinews and muscles and flesh and they look like people but he says they're still not alive because they don't have the breath and and that same that hebrew word ruach there's there's the (laughs) that that ruach um that's the same word breath wind spirit Ah, um, use the word spirit. Yes, uh-huh. and so that's where that that they have they might look like they're part of the, real. They yeah. might look like they're part of the body, but they don't have the breath of God. They don't have the spirit of God in them. But who can give them the spirit? God can. Um, and so part of this is also about re, you know it's about a revitalization. That, that's the prophecy is that God is going to do something miraculously to His people, um, even though they are dead. Um, they have walked away from Him. They are not. They are not connected to him. He's going to do something great, and this really helps us look forward to Jesus, his death and resurrection. But then ultimately, the Pentecost, when God sends His Spirit in the sound of a mighty rushing wind, to be in His people and to stay with His people. Because before, before Pentecost, the, the Spirit would come and go. Like people would pray for extra Spirit, um, or God would put His Spirit on people. But that wasn't a a faith thing. That was a, I'm going to give you power through my spirit to do what I'm calling you to do. Um, You're part of my family because you're part of Israel. Um, You're part of, you know, I've I've brought
brought you into this family. Um, but then at Pentecost, he gives the spirit. And then all of a sudden now it's the, how do I, you know, who is part of the church? It's those who are filled with the spirit. A, another way to look at it from a different Bible passage, um, the way the Pharisees who, who would show off, who would show down with Jesus would describe it as being children of Abraham. That was the way they would sometimes being described as being of the faith. And during one of their showdowns, um, you know, they're, they're going back and forth with Jesus and, and they make the claim we're children of Abraham. You know, you know, it was in, it was talking about whether they were enslaved to anyone and they go, we're children of Abraham. This has never happened to us. And Jesus retorts back, I can make children of Abraham out of these very rocks, meaning that it's, it's not acting like a Christian that makes you saved. It's not, it's not the external looks. You would, our, our faith produces those things. But if it's, if you're judging someone just based off of the, well, they're in church every single week and, you know, it looks like they, they put money in the offering plate that, that looks good. It's not the external pieces of it. It's the internal part that makes you part of that big C church. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about um, church membership Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't remember it was some pastor from a Baptist church or whatever was talking about his theory of the fact back back in the day I guess they used to look at membership but it would be the people that would be on the church rolls even though they showed up or whatever versus people who actually came. Attenders. attenders. Membership versus participation sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Because I'm assuming there's a big discrepancy between those two numbers. Yeah. And so if you look at membership, look at membership first and you see a declining number versus looking at attenders. And he was saying that he thinks that back in the day there was a stigma that you should be going to church so therefore you were a member of something even though you didn't attend. And then now there might be more attenders but the actual membership has gone down because he's looking at more of these Christian churches that are a little bit more mega. Yeah. That just come and go and they don't, yep. you know. Um, now whether or not that is still, that doesn't have a life in them or not, I don't, I can't speak that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, um, there's members um, that, I mean, we have them categorized as active and inactive members. Um, I mean, we have Trinity is not like this, but there are some churches and um, like to be buried in the cemetery where your grandparents are buried and where your you know, parents might be buried. You have to be a member of this church. Um, and so there were, there, there are small country churches that have huge membership um, because, well, even though I live five states away, I'm not going to transfer my membership because when I die, I want to be buried next to, you know, all of the Gerbers are in this. And, and even though I have no connection to the church anymore, I still want to be a member there so, so I can be buried there. The so, so some of that, some of that's there. Um, some of it is just, yeah, you know, 20, 30 years ago, church membership was also kind of social membership. Um, and so you wanted to be a member somewhere. And so you were a member somewhere, even if you didn't go. Um, and, and you just kind of, you don't ever call a church to say, Hey, I don't want to be a member anymore. The only time you do that is when you're transferring membership. So if you just kind of stop going to church, um, you don't let them know, you don't call and and, and unless the church then goes, Hey, you know what? We haven't seen this person in five years. We should connect with them. And, and then sometimes like we, we did that at Trinity where we just called and said, Hey, um, it's been a while. Um, you know, some people, Oh yeah, I moved away or, Oh, I started going to a different church. Um, or yeah, you can just take me off the list. Um, or no, I'm yeah, you're right. We've, we, we haven't done this well. Um, but we, we, you know, please keep me as members. We'll, we, we want to we'll stay connected. Harder. Yeah. We'll, yeah, whatever please that don't is, kick me out of the group. whatever that is. Yeah. Um, you've been removed from the group chat. Oh. 
Um, but yeah, then then we definitely have we have people who who come and go and like refuse to give. Not, not that like I've asked them point blank and they've been very belligerent about it. But some people who will come for weeks and weeks on end and won't give any sort of information as to who they are. Like they won't. They don't want to give their names. They don't want to give their their phone numbers because they just they they don't want to be members. Um, they just want to worship. Um, I yeah. I I don't know what I think about that. That that's sometimes like well if you're gonna keep worshiping we'd love to be able to help you grow in other ways um, and stay connected to you. Um, well, and that's some of, I mean, I'm thinking of these big Christian churches that mm-hmm. that are basically amphitheaters Yeah, and they have thousands of people show up. Yeah. And it was like, I can't imagine all of them are just members. No. You know, people come and go and whenever they want to go. Yeah. Um, the question I have, because this would go back to the, they dress up like a human and they have whatever that word was. Sinews. and Sinews. What is yeah. a sinew? <laughs> um, it's connective tissue, I think. Like ligaments um, and. Yeah. I, I don't know. But no muscles because they didn't say any muscles. I'm sure they're in. That's part of the flesh. Sure it is. Sure. Because <laughs> I kept on thinking for some reason back in New Hampshire we had a governor called Sununu. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I think that maybe his kids are governor now there. I don't know. But anyways, oh, it's beside the point. Yep. <laughs> but that's what I thought of because this is my how my brain works. Yep. Besides, this, besides the fact that when you read this I, certain songs came to my head and went oh I should have done that song. And I, yep. came, I did, came this close to go and doing it but no, nobody would know it. Yeah. I mean as for the worship team they never. Anyways. <laughs> Backtrack. So we're over here with City News mm-hmm. and flesh and, and bones yeah. that have been now erected straight up and we look human again. But what? when is it that we suddenly have the spirit, uh, the breath that you're talking about? When is that? I mean, Baptism. Oh, wait. Um, it's just the, the spirit works. We, we call them means of grace. The spirit okay, works. Before, before we, we get into this bigger thing, yeah. because we're talking about not an individual person. We're talking about a the church itself, right? Okay. Or, yeah. Organization not just like oh uh, you know because you could you, I mean so you're not asking about like when does an individual Sunday you're Lewis. you're yeah, asking yeah. like when did this take place this well, prophecy well not just that but I mean he's talking I mean we kind of we kind of established that we're talking about Israel yeah not just a Israelite right so we're talking about the church these people are going to big mega churches so do they have the breath or do they not I don't know I mean, some do some don't probably yeah um, <laughs> but what what is it that flips that switch when does the breath get I mean because it, it in this, it's it's when Ezekiel is like saying, "Hey, yeah, what does he say? I don't remember uh, breath. I don't I don't remember exactly." Um, you know, then so, he said to me, "Prophesize to the breath, yeah. prophesy son of man, and say to the breath." So it's basically, you know, he's basically saying, "God, be with us. Please breathe your breath into yeah. us." Right, and I'm sure that every church is doing that. Yeah, but there are some churches that. Wow, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just so um, He's censoring yourself. I am. Um, <laughs> You could, you could watch it happen live there. There's a... Uh... My brother introduced me to a Twitter um, account of like woke. It's called Woke Creature Clips, I believe, is the Twitter account. I already wanted to see this. It hurt. It, no, it hurts so bad. Um, I don't know if I want to see this. Uh, so like a good chunk of them, I so that because now everybody live streams their service, so it's really easy to to find really, 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 really bad um, interpretations of God's word. Um, like a lot of. Churches in the last two weeks, um, reading um, Supreme Court, the newest Supreme Court justice, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, into like like oh they you know Judas betrayed Jesus, but he didn't know what he was doing. The guards betrayed Jesus, or the guard you know, but they didn't Pontius know Pilate what he was is. doing. Pontius Pilate, but he didn't know what he was doing, and they must have relatives because of the way that they that she was you know. Well, I'm just like no, 
<laughs> no, uh, it's horrible. Um, well, but God, that's where but, I'm but, like. But God created, you know, both sexes. But he wasn't a biologist, so just right. <laughs> and, and there's 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 some of those there's some of the, those sorts of um, woke preacher clips about. Um, I mean, there there was oh because we just talked about the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a someone on this someone retold the prodigal son uh, story as the prodigal uh, son took his father's inheritance and went to a place where he could be more accepted um, and learn to live who he was um, and then um, realized that he was a she um, and that she um, when when he finally came out to be a she that then he was she was um, she was ostracized by the community and that's why she ran out of money and was unable to eat and so she went home to her father um, scared that her father right, would not are you making this up no these are like in real churches and I, like real pastors are preaching these things I'm, but the father had such great love for her just the way that she was and that's the prodigal son daughter story so i'm 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 not saying this isn't someone's experience in life but i'm not one to add words to scripture that just weren't there so so those are the churches that i watch and i go that's evil yeah that's evil dressing itself up as good that's dry bones well and that's what i was talking about you really know yourself really well but you don't know me yeah kind of mentality it's like yeah, because you... these churches when they look at god they see god made in their image not them made in god's image and and they make god to be whatever they want him to be to feel good about themselves and to be fair i know i do that at times too because yeah. I, I um i i get it wrong um i sin that's why i come every week and ask for forgiveness and i do it at every service that i come to it's not like i'm like ah, i got my forgiveness this week i'm good uh, i got my communion at one of the services this week i don't need it three times no i've sinned since between the 8 and 10 30 services give me more communion please um so but like you look at that and you go that's that's not god that those are those are dry bones well, so they're not even uh or i don't know well no they they dress themselves up to look like i think that's got news or whatever <laughs> no now that's what we're calling them yeah um technical term sinews sinews yeah and they've got the uh, structure but it's but there's one final step missing and the spirit's not in that mm-hmm. and it's i forget if i was talking with with you pastor if i was talking with my wife about this when we look at one of the things that this was this was a conversation that my wife and i had we were looking at all of the things uh that the prophecies that jesus fulfilled just um the last couple services of holy week focused on the prophecy of isaiah and what he said the messiah would be and and just how specific this that, that jesus fulfilled these prophecies like to a t uh, of words that were written hundreds of years before he walked the earth and and i i posed the question you know i don't get how they missed it these were people who who literally maybe had to memorize the whole of what we would call the old testament and they still missed it and it hit me because they wanted this messiah to be something that jesus was not just as all of us want jesus to be something that he's not for us uh because jesus is not here to make us necessarily feel good about ourselves or our behavior or go no that's not great but i love you so it's okay if you do what you're doing i believe jesus would come down as harshly on any of us as he did at the pharisees at times because none of us the messiah that jesus is i think at times won't meet what we want messiah to be yeah well you know because um i just started watching the chosen show that Mm -hmm. and it was actually over the last week yeah um and one of the nicodemus um one of the you know he's the chief pharisee 
that that a lot of people were being taught under what, yeah. over whatever, whatever yeah. he is. He taught them. <laughs> yes, that, thank you. And one of his students was arguing with him because he was, at this point, he I don't think he's met Jesus yet, but he's heard of the rumors of these miracles and he's like curious and he wants to know what's going on. Maybe he has met Jesus. I don't know. Anyways, he, and they had an argument about how um, the main point that, that the student came up with uh, was that the law is God. Mm. And Nicodemus is like, he didn't learn anything kind of thing because it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't God's law. It was like the law was God. That became my God right. following like the following law. Following the law. Yeah. And that was the whole thing. And he was just like, he didn't learn anything from me. So it's, it's it can't, I mean, you can take these things. Well, and that's why, like, I do want to clarify. I'm not just saying that the only way to salvation is to be in an LC, a, a member of an LCMS congregation. Like, no, we're not you saying know, that I, at all. No. no. Um, and, and, and I'm, uh, because that, yeah, that's, that's not at all the case. And I'm not, I'm also not saying like, you shouldn't, you, you can't be excited for historical things that happen within our society, but that shouldn't be preached about. Um, so there, there are, yes, there are definitely churches, um, that look like the Valley Dry Bones and they, they just don't have the spirit. And it's, it's really, you know, Satan's really good at just making you take one step in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. But if you take one step in the wrong direction for a long time, then we get to where it's okay. You know, not, not just okay anymore. Sin is celebrated. And, mm-hmm. and if, if you speak out against sin, you're hateful and, and, and Satan has done a great job in America, um, doing that. Yeah. I, I mean, and it, it is just a, a literal measure of degrees. Uh, one of the most famous plane crashes in United States or just air travel history is the crash that, uh, claimed Amelia Earhart's life. And they, they never actually found, uh, uh re- recovered her, but one of the things they, they looked at is her and her, uh, navigator made one just tiny degree mark error in their navigating over the Pacific Ocean, which is a problem when you're running out of fuel because it's the widest ocean. So all of a sudden, land targets are really hard to find, and and they've never really 100% figured out where that crash took place, but a just a simple degree error caused everything to literally become lost. And I think it, it's why when, when we try to look outside of what Scripture or or the Bible tell us, it will, the, the, the devil just needs a, a, you know, a foothold of a degree to start taking us off. Especially if you're thinking about the long haul. Yeah. One thing to look at a day, nothing to look at a hundred thousand yeah. years. Right. You know, and as that one little degree, thousand mm-hmm. years, suddenly you're millions yeah. of miles apart from where you're supposed to be. And, and and we're looking, we're even, you know, through this analogy, we're talking straight lines. I, I don't think these work in straight lines. I think these oh, are... kidding me? I think <laughs> these are... Ex- I'm done. I think these are exponential. Um, <laughs> like, if I take, if I can get them to take this little step here, well, then a little bit bigger step tomorrow is is not and then all of a sudden snowballs all of a sudden you know there, there are gonna be churches that are marrying people with cats um because that's what love is mm-hmm. and i who am i to say that that they're not yeah. even though you go i mean go right back to genesis and adam named all of the animals and there was not a suitor fit for him well it wasn't fit for him but this is good fit for me wow. and i can't tell you that that's wrong because that might hurt your feelings and, and that's where we get to and, um and satan is complex and yet he's incredibly simple at the it's same time. Simple. I mean, mm-hmm. the the very basis of the very ter- first temptation is the same basis for every temptation that Satan has ever used to some degree. Uh, when 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 he shows all down with Eve in the garden, uh, Eve actually rebuttals very good at first, and and, and uh, God told us we're not supposed to eat of this fruit. And Satan's reply to that is, "Did God really say that?" And he starts painting God as at this point, God what what suited Satan's needs was not in love and accepting 
rejecting God, but a a self-centered God who didn't want to share his powers. And so he, he goes, you know, God doesn't want you to be like him. He's holding out on it. God is saying this because he has a different motive. And that one question, did God really say, is exactly what he uses on all of us. To, and it's very easy if, if, we're, if we aren't spiritually filled with him to follow that. Yeah, I guess he might have said that. It sounds pretty close. That sounds like something God might say. Well, you know, I, I was just thinking when you're saying all that, because a church is not just the pastor. It's the congregation as a whole. And you ever, uh, you ever, you must have heard of the law of averages over time. I don't know if I've heard specifically of that, but I think I can. Okay. Well, the, the story essentially goes is, is that, okay, we have uh, a bull um, on, on display and you're supposed to guess the weight of the bull. Oh, yep. Okay. You, you heard this? Yeah. And so you have your butchers and the people who actually deal with these things and they can come pretty close and you have the people who have no idea what they're talking about and they just throw out numbers. Uh, but if you take the average of everyone that is put it in, you, it's almost almost it's scary how, scary accurate. how yeah. accurate if you take the yep. average of everything and all the outliers and everything, which is why, you know, in churches, if, if you have a pastor who is leading the flock and nobody and the congregation is not involved because they're just, I want to say, zombies at that point, just following this person, then that's a real easy way to go off the path. Mm-hmm. It's when the congregation is active and, and full of, of breath yeah. that they're all, because there's different, and we talk about these things before with different spiritual gifts and different, different, because everybody has a different strengths and you have these different voices and if you even take the law of averages in math and say well you know if we're going in a direction or if God's saying go this direction and you want to know how to get there you have one person going oh we're going this way and they could be wrong that one degree <laughs> but over averages of everybody going then you're probably going to be on, on scary good as you're saying I'm just saying that it doesn't what I'm trying to say is that there's there's more to congregations than just going to church oh yeah being active and being part of all that so therefore yeah. it's not you're not being led astray by one individual and you're just blindly following. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Well, and and it's, you look at Jesus's life up to the point that he is arrested and crucified. Of course, this was all in God's design, so it wasn't some cosmic, a- cosmic accident that these things were happening. But Jesus's showdowns with the Pharisees happen because they're so intent on following this law. And not just the law, but laws they put around that law to make sure they wouldn't even touch breaking what God actually said in the Bible. And it was, it was so much about following these rules and looking good while doing it, that Messiah was in their midst and they missed it. But their, their, shall we say, congregation, when Jesus would talk to the everyday people, all four Gospels note that the people who follow and listen to him are astonished because he doesn't speak like them. He spoke with authority, but not not just, you know, he was great at public speaking. Like, he had the authority of God himself behind him. And it's, of course, it's very easy to look at, shall we say, the screw-ups in Scripture. Like, I would never get too caught up in the law like the Pharisees. I would never, you know, act before thinking in faith like Peter. You know, it's we, we look at idiot, but we, we're no better. We we have our own things where we we don't follow as we should. Well, when we have two thousand years of reading these scriptures and digesting it over as a as a civilization or yeah. a people to sit there and turn around and go, how how could Peter make that mistake? What an idiot! Yeah. You didn't see that? <laughs> yeah. No, we're not we're not going to see it now. Yeah. And then in a hundred years, they'll look back on us and go, how, how, how could they that? do that? Because we're dumb. Yeah, Satan. Yeah, and we're dumb. I mean, yeah. blindsided, and we're we're a selfish, sinful people. So we, yeah. we sit there and go, "Well, this is what's going to be best for me, and not for I guess the." And so, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I guess it just it's just it is. You, you can read these things because even when I'm watching the chosen, you sit there going, "What is he doing?" Like Peter, or, yeah, or, or he's like, what, yeah. is, what, "What is he acting like this for?" Yeah, but he didn't. He never saw that. He, he could at least a part, and 
I'm watching now, he doesn't see the big picture. No. Nope. And what's what's funny about it is he's just like, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Because well, even, I mean, they really don't, as much as obvious as Jesus tries to be with them, again, they're looking for someone to, to set up an earthly kingdom for the most part. Yeah. And so even when he talks about suffering and dying, they're like, yeah, no, not really. Um, he must be talking metaphorically. Or Pain. Peter says, hey, no, that's not going to happen. And Jesus is like, yeah, Satan, go away. Um, <laughs> but like in, in all those, they're looking for someone specific. They're looking yeah. for who they want, who they want Jesus to be, not who they need Jesus to be. Uh, and and so it's not until Jesus like re- is resurrected from the dead and starts to speak plainly to them that all of a sudden they go, oh, oh, oh okay. I, oh, that's why you said that. Um, okay. I don't know if it's going to be on our Easter readings in, in church, uh, but there's the story of the two disciples on the road to uh, Emmaus and Jesus appears and walks with them, but they don't recognize it as Jesus at first. And, and they're talking and, and they're like, no, they said he was the Messiah, but he was executed by the Romans. And now we don't know what's going on. And Jesus goes almost, and we don't know Jesus's voice inflection, but it's almost like, did you not know by reading the scriptures that this was exactly what was going to happen? This is my paraphrasing and with a little bit more intensity, but it was telegraphed exactly this way. Like if you, and it, then it proceeds to say he opened their mind scriptures. Yeah. But I also find that even though we read the Bible and we read, say, Revelations, when things are actually happening, are we going to be able to recognize it? No. Yeah. And there's no, yeah, there's, there's so many of that that we go, oh, or you just look back, you know, you go, or you, every time. So the scriptures are really simple. They all point to Jesus. Jesus died for you and rose again for the forgiveness of your sins. Very simple and incredibly complex to the point where we will never fully understand them. Uh, and, and every time you read a passage, depending on your life circumstances, depending on what's going on that day, depending on a song that you just listened to or a show that you just watched uh, or, or the way that you just yelled at your kid. Um, or you just had really bad pie or something. Yeah, or whatever. You're going to see it in a different light. You're going to understand it differently. Um, and that's good. Um, and as long as it's not outside the bounds of the rest of the scriptures. Um, and so you're going to learn and you're going to grow and you're always going to grow until Jesus comes again. Yeah, but I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. I do. There are times that I, I will read passages and I can read them for years and then suddenly like three years later I read it again and it's like I get it now. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just um, like suddenly it's like oh wait a minute you just lifted that curtain off of me thanks a lot you know I yeah. finally get this part. Well and so just I, I know I use you know I'll use sports analogies you'll use music analogies Um, but like <laughs> no. when, when you're you know peewee football is the same set of rules for the for the most part as NFL football. The basics yeah. The basics the it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the whole goal is the same you want to get the ball into that end zone to get you six points and then kick a field goal or kick an extra point for that seventh point or whatever. The the rules are, are, are for the most part the same. The, the the concept of the game is the exact same as it is with peewee football all the way up to the NFL. But the more the more you grow in that sport, the more complex it gets. Now, you know, oh, I can read it. Oh, we went from man to man to zone defense. And now the quarterback is able to read and be able to tell. And so they know where you're going to be to know where to throw. And and, and then now we're up at the we're up at the line of scrimmage. And depending on how the quarterback, you know, the cadence that the quarterback uses before he says hike, even though he doesn't say hike anymore, um, but the cadence that he uses before he says hike determines what if I run, you know, a, a go route or a post route or if I cut my route off short. Um, it, all the intricacies just just grow the more you're in it, the more you're immersed in it. You know, when it with music, no. I mean, you can talk more about like it's all it's okay. So, it's a bunch of notes. It's but well, my th- yeah, my my uh, analogy is similar to yours is when I started 
started at Berkeley, um, they have they, the first, they have these four classes for music theory. And I tested out of the first three and had to go into music four, but other friends did not. And so music one is essentially like, here's the basics of music theory. You know, yeah. and it's just like, here's a third. Yeah, this is baby talk kind of yeah. thing. Um, the funny thing about it is from the different classes and different friends I was talking to, because they were like, well, we have this rule. You can do this. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. But really when you get to music theory four, it's, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, you just, you know, you can call it whatever you want because eventually you get to a point that it's just like, yeah, well, that's actually a flat third with the raise and augmented this. And they're like, what are you talking about? But that's just the difference between starting off in theory one versus theory yeah. four. Because eventually you get to a point that you're just like, doesn't really matter. Just make music. Yeah. You know, call it whatever you want. And you, <coughs> and Paul uses um like basically milk to solid food. Like <laughs> I was thinking uh, of like cottage cheese or something. Yeah. Like no, but like, like <laughs> we need as, as spiritual infants, we need milk. Um, But at some point we should probably be weaned off milk and start eating solid food. Um, But we all need milk to start. Um, And so some would argue you need milk all the time, Mm -hmm. but only milk. Yeah, you're right. Uh, But yeah, no, that's, I think that's, we can't just say, Oh, I've learned the basics. So I don't need the basics anymore. Like we still, even the solid food is based on basics. Like even everything. And and sometimes we get so into the intricacies and the, Oh, is, you know, um, I I won't go into them because I'll just confuse myself. Uh, but we get so into this little cool tidbit right here. Um, you can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah, we all we all we look at is this individual tree, and we get so caught up in the tree. Or the word the. Right, the word the. <laughs> yep. Spend a whole class on the word the, and all of a sudden we miss the gospel. Right, like yeah. we we get so focused on the that we can't get to gospel. Yeah. Um. So yeah. It was kind of like looking at a picture pixelated, and you have to like you know shrink it down or whatever so you can see the actual picture. Yeah. It's you know sometimes you some you ever seen those art artists that will take different pictures and then put them together and then when you actually blow up you have mm-hmm. a picture yep yes so one of my least favorite puzzles of all time but I what, still one of those yet to finish is a Star Wars one um but it's 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 taking different scenes from the movies and so it's not like crisp lines it's a bunch of rectangles oh, that is as you no. look back you see this picture of of like and it's a collage it's like here's Darth Vader and here's you know Tie Fighters and here's Luke and Leia like so it's all these different pictures but as you get close and as you look at individual pieces it's like oh here's a scene from Whatever. from this part of the movie and it has nothing to do with where it is it's just this scene's black so it goes in the sky yeah yeah, yeah. wow it's awful I've never done it <laughs> thanks for getting it for me Pam uh, someday I'll get it but but that might be in the new creation when I have eternity to work on it you have no less days no less days yeah but to combine all of those ideas though even as we become advanced it, it's very tempting to think oh, I don't need the basics anymore because I'm past that. A well-balanced diet still includes, you still need milk. It's not exclusive to you, but you still need it for a well-balanced diet. Uh, the rules of football at the pro level, you can call as many, you can call a lot more audibles and there's a lot more rule complexities, but you still have to line up the same way that Pop Warner football lines up. And if you aren't playing in the right key of the most basic things, you know, your music will be bad sounding music. Well, it will be atonal. And, uh-huh. and if you don't know what atonal music is, Look it up. It's a it's a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it has a it has a market. It's just limited. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know if there's a market. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, right. Like all this to come back to what we celebrate this week. And you don't have to repeat after me, or you don't have to you don't have to respond. But we celebrate that Christ is risen. Um, and I know that really hurt both. That hurt you to yeah, not respond. Like, I just I blew do? through it. What do I do? Um, what what do, I do I do? do? My, my brain just short circuited. Um, but that's that is the basis of everything. Yeah. Um, and he is the one that turns dry bones into to an incredible army. He's the ones that turn graves into gardens. Um, and 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 he does that. It's not just this last day because I love to talk about the last day when Jesus will return to make all things new. I absolutely love to talk about that. But it's not just like Jesus is going to raise us up in the future, sometime in the future, and we're just waiting for that. He has given us new life today. Um, and it calls us to live differently because he has given us new life and because of his resurrection power he can do awesome things in our lives um if we hand them over to him there you go casey you want to close us absolutely heavenly father thank you so much uh for dying on the cross for us for taking the penalty that we could not pay for our sins but thank you that you didn't just stay dead that you were resurrected and because of that resurrection we know we have the promise of eternal life through you uh, lord we are all at times a, a collection of of dry bones we we are nothing without you to fill us help us rely on on you to be the thing that not only connects us but gives us being gives us breath help us not to rely on ourselves or for what we wish you to be but for what you tell us and what your spirit fills us with in your word and guide us in those moments when we're just a tenth of a degree off bring us back so that we we don't stray and become back to those dry bones that you found us as it is in your name we pray amen 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 so like what was your dirtiest job Anyways, all right, there you go, guys. It was a pleasure and a and all that jazz. But mm-hmm. all right, I'm so, tired. But good night. Good night. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that the Holy Spirit has used this time to focus you in on the one thing that you can practice this week as you live out your faith in your family and in your community. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it with a friend. If you would like to support the work that God is doing through Trinity Fremont, you can text a donation to 1-844-353-5782 or you can give online at www.trinityfremont.com slash donate.